I go to the doctor, and the first thing the doctor says is, he, see, he sees the burn wound, and it's a huge burn wound. And it kind of looks cool, though. Like, it looks like a tattoo, if you got a tattoo of a burn wound, you know? And the doctor just looks at it, and he goes, you need to go to a burn specialist immediately. And I was just like, how many destinations is this wedding going to have? <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I am C.J. Sullivan, and each week here in the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to the debauchery of drunken, and this time it's of mankind drinking, and that is the theme mm -hmm. is fire. Our most ancient drinking friend, right? I mean, <laughs> and or foe, you know, depending on how yeah. the night's going. Uh, when the, the old saying, when there's smoke, there's fire, usually means, smoke usually means drunks. <laughs> Whenever there's a fire going on, that means there's a drunk. There's in the modern fire, world, I feel right. if you, in, in, in a modern city, if you're seeing smoke, somebody probably got drunk and did something yeah. stupid, you know? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> because uh, fire, I mean, obviously, if, no, not to overstate it, fire, of course, is the beginning of mankind. But in the modern day, you know, fire firemen in general, fire departments, you know. It was a big thing, especially with our country. Every neighborhood, every block, it seemed like every whatever had its own fire department, and it was necessary then. All these deaths, mm -hmm. but now it's still necessary. It's so mm -hmm. much, I can't believe how how necessary it is. <laughs> like in fires, but like all fires now, it's not like the way it used to be. It used to be always like a wiring, bad wiring job or something like yeah. that. You know, or a cow would kick something over or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's basically us just being drunken idiots and falling down <laughs> and burning ourselves and trying to like yeah, like kill a lightning bug with a hairspray and a fucking match or something like that. <laughs> So much to say that that fire. I, I I argue that fire inspecting is more of an important job now than actually firemen are putting out the fires because that's the hard. I job. I assume all modern fires are caused by one of two things: a drunk, mm -hmm. or it's insurance fraud. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where they're like, you know what, wasn't making any money. Let's do, you know, Goodfellas style. We'll do a torch job. Yep, Jakey torch it to job, and like I do like when. Uh, Businesses of the same ownership burn a couple times, and you just know it's for fucking insurance. <laughs> Remember in Chicago, those uh, comedy clubs that were always named as the Colors? You had Orange Crush, Joy Blue. Yep. You know, they'd always have a that, that same venue burned down like three times. Yeah, yeah. three different venues, and they, they own four <laughs> different bars, and like three of yeah. them all burned down. <laughs> Anytime they weren't doing well, it was just—it's just amazing. Yep, just a classic. Like you guys don't even serve food. How the fuck was there a fire back there? <laughs> Ah, someone brought in pyrotechnics for a band or something like that, you know. 
I was supposed to have my 30th birthday party at Orange Crush. Just had planned something, and it burned down the night before, and they had to give her a call. And I like thought that was like the most appropriate thing that wow. the venue for my. I right. was like, well, I you know I should have been dead anyways. So um, <laughs> it's fitting that the venue for my 30th uh, burnt down. I like how they made that. They made that call. Well, we got to call call all the parties that we have to cancel. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't do that in advance. Uh, yeah. Your event next month, that's going to be canceled. We're going to be burned out. You're burned out? Not yet, but uh, trust me. <laughs> Make different arrangements. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and we obviously we didn't still need uh, – I mean, fires are such a huge issue uh, today. In matter of fact, we, just, uh, we, were talk- we were talking about before in, that sh- in Philadelphia – Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot of major fires there. Part of, the, part of I-95, which is the, probably the most important, one of the most important highways in the country, as far as shipping goes, blew up. They had a fire there. there was a, was it, was it mm-hmm. a truck full of gas, or whatever? And it just blew up underneath. They, I don't think they know what was inside it, but some sort of flammable liquid. Mm-hmm. It was a tanker truck carrying some sort of flammable liquid, caught on fire, like and melted the steel holding up this bridge. Fire. Steel, right? About to bridge, and it's and uh, well, we enjoy, especially in Philadelphia, it seems yeah. like. But anytime there's a fire, because it's always see sudden news, you got to take care of it suddenly. There's a lot yeah. of urgency, and when every mm-hmm. time you get urgency, you get great men on the street interviews of the newscast <laughs> of these people. And Philly's <laughs> the best at those. They're yeah. the best at those. <laughs> People always say like Chicago or like is like this, you know, where you go for improv or comedy. I'm like, I don't know. I think it really should be Philly because every time they interview one of these people, they're hilarious. You know, they are amazing. There was a one famous guy uh, last year with the uh, or two, a couple of years ago when um, the guy was throwing babies out the building and he was catching. Yeah, them. there was a building that was on fire. Somebody ran up, heard babies, and he was throwing babies right. out the top floor, just hoping other Philadelphians would be down there catching him. And it turned out there was this dude yeah. who was catching them all. Yeah. He's like, and I was catching these babies. Then he has time to do a burn about the Philadelphia Eagles because the game before, the receiver Nelson Aguilar dropped the winning touchdown. First Atlanta, I remember this game. And he goes, so, so yeah. I'm catching, they're throwing the babies, and I'm catching them. He stops and looks at the camera, unlike Aguilar, you know, because like, I roll. And then it goes back to the story about being a hero. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so much for unlike Aguilar became a saga. Now we have a new one with this oil truck, with the uh, oil truck mm-hmm. blowing up this highway. And there was another guy they interviewed him, and he was he was incredible. He was such like, yeah, I was passed out. He had the most Philly accent in the world. <laughs> Should we play? I always find these people. Um, no, we can pl- uh, let's yeah. play. You and I will play it right here, and then I'll add it to the podcast. So you you play what you want to listen to. No, yeah. no, no, whatever. We don't have to play. You, you can you can yeah. add it in there if you want. But like, yeah. I'll add it. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty hilarious. Him waking up, <laughs> and then he goes on to say, "Yeah, he's like that's pretty close, right? Right. So they, I'm getting all these text messages, and I was passed out. He says I was passed out. Then I look out the you know, I look out the window. I'm like, yo, cuz." That's my that's my right by my apartment. I see all these cop cars outside. I'm like, whoa, dude! <laughs> like, it, like it was just so northeast Philly. And then they go, they proceed to ask him, well, you know, what's your take on this whole thing? And he goes, well, we lost the World Series, uh-huh. we lost the Super Bowl, and now we lost I-95. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, we're just taking L's now. Yeah, Philly just taking L's. That's what we got it, you know. We're just taking on the chin. That's what kind of town we are. We got to fight back. We're like, this is the moment. This is this is our era. Our taking L's. Our age-old enemies, the Patriots, <laughs> right? yeah. the Astros, Patrick. and fire. <laughs> I just can't believe how much fire is still a part of our lives. Of, <laughs> <laughs> us fucking up in, in the way it is. It's, with like, uh, yeah, how it's tragic. And it's just, and it's just like, what we were saying. It's just like, like doing things like, what was that one story of the guy? Um, <laughs> he tried to. He tried Who created to, a wildfire? Yeah, he tried to burn. He tried to burn a spider. He tried to buy, burn a spider with a lighter. <laughs> created a giant wildfire in utah imagine just burning your home state down because right. <laughs> you picked the dumbest way to kill a spider oh my god there's that guy at the gender reveal party too and they said like a forest yeah that, that turned out that person worked for the border patrol yeah they they were like uh, there's this thing where you'll shoot like uh, i think they call it like uh it's like ketamine or something but it's like uh almost like an explosive right <laughs> they shoot it they're like oh yeah 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 and then they say like wait a minute just like the fire spreading across Arizona. I think it was 20,000 acres, something like that. There's got to be that moment when you accidentally start a fire. I mean, because I know there's a thing with like, with pyromaniacs, you know, and they love it. And they always, they always, they always get caught because they always return to the scene. They, mm-hmm. like, they, yeah. they love to watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. But everybody must be that drunken idiot, like, who accidentally caused that fire. Yeah. And you see it spreading. Oh, boy. Like in your mind, I was racing. How am I gonna like? I don't. Spin out of this? I know the right thing to do is to like notify people, but I think I need to leave. <laughs> right, you gotta <laughs> like. I know the responsible thing to do is control both. But honestly, what are they gonna do at this point? <laughs> what well, they're always charged with something hilarious, like failure to clean up charred remains at a picnic, you know, and it's like a forty-five dollar ticket for ruining right. a state, you know. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we should probably get to our guest here, yeah, uh, who also has, guess. yeah, who also has a hilarious story about fi- uh, fire. A uh, longtime uh, favorite of ours, a former Chicagoan who's uh, moved off to New York now, just uh, recorded his debut album. We'll talk more about that after his story. But a, a favorite of ours, Tommy McNamara, has Tommy. a great story involving yeah. fire. So, further uh, Tommy McNamara. All right, good up for Sean. Thank you, guys. I'll tell you uh, uh, two quick drinking stories. Uh, first of all, just a little bit. I, I recently got turned away from a bar for being too drunk. That ever happened to anybody? Isn't that weird? Would you turn a guy away from a bookstore if he had read too much that day? <laughs> Something to think about, you know? My craziest drinking, I think, was in college. This is a, this is a true story from college. Uh, I went to see a Boston-based white rapper. I think those are the worst four words you could use to describe a guy. Uh, I saw a Boston-based white rapper, and I was in the front row, blackout drunk, and uh, he started pouring liquor off the stage, and I got under it and started drinking. And uh, everyone started staring at me. And I found out later that he had just said, I'm gonna pour some out for my friend who died. (laughs) So he said, I'm gonna pour out some Hennessy for my friend who died, and I was just like, no, you're not. Sammy Adams was the guy. Sammy Adams. Uh, so sorry, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I'll just tell this one, one, one quick story, then get out of here. I, I fell into a bonfire when I was really drunk. 
Uh, anyone else have fun? No? Okay. Yeah, I fell into a bonfire at a wedding. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, I was at a lake wedding. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a lake wedding. It's like a destination wedding where the destination's a lake. And uh, we were there. It was in Wisconsin. Beautiful town. And... <laughs> Yeah. I was blackout drunk the whole time. It was a great time. And uh, they had two events at like, the end of the night for like, the young people. And one of them was a bonfire. You could probably guess that. And uh, the other one was silent disco. Anyone ever do that? Silent disco? So if you haven't done silent disco, everyone has headphones in, and they like blast music into it. And there's headphones in, and uh, there's no music out loud, so it's a silent disco. And uh, we're doing the silent disco, and I was way too drunk to be at any type of disco. But uh, I'm doing my like classic dance moves, you know, I'm hitting them with like, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, I fall backwards and I fall directly into the fire. And uh, I start to scream, because I'm on fire. You know? <laughs> but the thing about screaming at a silent disco, nobody hears you. <laughs> so everyone's just dancing and I'm in the fire like, ah! <laughs> yeah, and uh, nobody notices, you know. So I'm in there just kind of smoldering, and I'm in the fire for like a good 45 seconds, and 100% true. And finally, one of my friends spots me, and he just points at me, and she goes, Tommy, roll! You gotta roll! You know, like stop, drop, and roll. That's a phrase I never thought would apply to me, you know? <laughs> like, I've heard that shit. I'm never going to do it, you know? But there's a certain point in your life where you've stopped and dropped and you just have to roll. So I start to try and roll out of the fire, <laughs> just kind of, you know? And my friend sprints over, and he pulls me out of the fire. And he tells me the next day, he goes, Tommy, I knew you were going to be okay because of what you said when I pulled you out of that fire. <laughs> Man, I don't even remember. What did I say? He goes, well, I pulled you out of the fire, pat you down, then you looked me in the eyes, and you just said, uh, I'm Denzel Washington. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, then you said, remember that movie, Man on Fire? Because <laughs> then you laughed at your own joke. Uh, <laughs> Then he ran into the lake to <laughs> put it out. I was like, all right, cool. So the next day, all my friends are coming up to me, and they're pissing me off, you know? They all give me this shit. They're all going like, oh, you got to go to the doctor. I'm like, all right, you know? That. You got to go to the doctor. Piss me off, you know? Because the night before, they're all peer pressuring me. You know, the night before, it's all like, let's do a shot. Chug that beer. Go dance near the fire, you know? <laughs> Next day, they're Dr. House. I'm like, okay. So I go to the doctor, and the first thing the doctor says is, he, see, he sees the burn wound, and it's a huge burn wound. And it kind of looks cool, though. Like, it looks like a tattoo, if you got a tattoo of a burn wound, you know? And the doctor just looks at it, and he goes, you need to go to a burn specialist immediately. And I was just like, how many destinations is this wedding going to have? <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. I'm Tommy McNamara. Thank you very much. And we're back. 
at the Blackout Diary, Sean Bear Flannery and C.J. Sullivan. That was Tommy McNamara, hilarious yeah. comic, one of our friends who uh, just left us. We're talking about fires. Yep. Our, our friend fire, and foe while wedding drunk. Story. That was a great story. His uh, stop, drop, and roll. I like. I do like when he says, like, stop, drop, and roll. That, that's not for me. That's just something you hear as a kid. <laughs> I'll never. It's like the Heimlich. Right. You know, stop, drop, and roll. I'll never need that. I'll never need that. This isn't the Middle Ages. Yes. Heimlich, CPR, oh, that, that whole like, uh, mouth-to-mouth, you know, those are things that it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute. Um, yeah. But when it comes to fire and wedding stories, Sean... I don't know if this is mm-hmm. a story we actually told before. It, sound, it sounds like a story that's always been with us, actually, now, <laughs> now I think about it. <laughs> but um, This guy is our mascot. He's our podcast mascot. Uh, you know, now that I'm looking at this picture, we've definitely talked about this guy. <laughs> this guy is great. Because it's this but sure you know what? We're going we're gonna to extend this open invite to this guy for yes, a second time. That's this, true. This is... Yeah, the first guy that we've asked twice to come on the podcast Mm -hmm. is a quote. This is the New York Post. A drunk wedding guest nearly sets venue on fire, keeps dancing. (laughs) Keeps on dancing. And the photo of this guy, I mean, it's this guy. This looks like the typical guy that would be drunk. fire at a wedding it yeah he's like got that kind of overweight yeah. fun uncle look exactly. you, you know fun who he hasn't uncle, been drunk right. in years and he's just having mm-hmm. the time of his life you know he's, it's the first time he and his wife haven't had their kids around in two years <laughs> exactly. and they are letting their hair down <laughs> his name is craig or greg according to, according to the 9.1 million views this clip has got on twitter <laughs> I love how these people go viral. And if you just see them, yeah, um, like on the street, you're like, "Hey, it's a drunk wedding guest." Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, but yeah, they is- hand out out sparklers. Now I- I'm going to go okay. into I'm going to defend this guy, and I'm going to blame the wedding planner. That All you right. do not. I mean, this is a barn filled with hay. Yes. You do not give drunk sparklers. You don't, you don't give drunk sparklers if they're on a boat. You don't give them, you know, and surrounded by water. Like, mm-hmm. this was an invitation for this to happen. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, we, <laughs> at our wedding, actually, we did a thing at the end where uh, you light up, you light this candle, like this glow lamp or something. Not a glow lamp, whatever. I mean, Aaron can tell it was better. And then you let it go and it floats through the sky. It looks cool, you know. But sure. But letting it go, yeah, yeah. At first, you had to give certain instructions, you know, obviously safety instructions, and then to tell and tell them not to throw it. You have to just let it, let it go naturally. And of course, you know, people were drunk, so that didn't exactly <laughs> go all the place. So a lot of them, a lot of them went sideways into the ocean, you know, the water. They got flaming, flaming into the water. Sure. And see, people don't help it. So people try to help it, and like bat it like it's a fucking beach ball or They're something. <laughs> That's hilarious. But once I got up there, it worked out. So it was no uh, no one died. And the other thing that's funny about uh, this dude, uh, this drunk wedding guest, and find the uh, video and you can see it if you Mm -hmm. want, uh, if you're listening. But what I love about this, I've seen in my all my years of drinking, I think I've seen at least two, maybe three drunks catch on fire on accident and not know they're on fire. Yeah. And there's no good syntax for warning them because when you say, dude, you're on fire, they inevitably think you're complimenting them. Right. Especially if they're drunk. You're right. I am on fire. That's like every <laughs> like comedy video, too. No, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. seriously on fire. And there's never, and in, in a comedy video, there's always a point where they're like, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm on fire. In real life, there's, that never really happens no. until they get burned, until they feel the yeah, fire. Yeah. Well, and it's usually somebody. 
or what I've also seen is somebody tries to put them out, which they perceive as an attack. Uh huh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because they don't know they're on fire. Yeah, because they're wailing on them. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, like, dude, do. what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I just thought I'd start whacking on your back. <laughs> So yeah, or it, in the comedy videos, it's like they use a fire extinguisher, which it, it, it's never that good of a solution because nobody's sober enough to actually go out and see, you know, a flame retardant device, you know, like we just <laughs> tackle each other. <laughs> so this guy caught himself on fire. Then he he got it. He finally got it stomped down. Then just kept on dancing, if I recall. Just kept on yeah. dancing. That's what that's what he, that's where he became the real legend with the. Uh, the one tweet that got a viral said, this is how drunk I'm going to try to be at my wedding. He definitely gets an open invite. He gets an open invite. Um, the it kind of reminds me. Fire, there are weddings, you said, by the way? What's up? The three uh, no, both times in, I've seen it, it, it was camping. It was camping. Camping's yeah. a very, very yes. dangerous um, situation for drunks. Uh, but th- th- sure. this also reminds me of, and just drunks underestimating it, kind of a legendary story that I've heard from uh, the friend of a podcast, Bernie Bryce. He's kind of like a uh, good friend of ours, yeah, Southside, huh. Irish, uh, former cop uh, from Chicago. And he grew up in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, the house is three doors down. There was, like, this legendary incident where I guess the dude, uh, he was, like, a, a nice drunk, but he was a drunk. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, lives with his wife, and they had, like, six kids or mm-hmm. something like that. And the house next door to them, and these are like Chicago-style bungalows. So there's probably only three feet between these these houses, okay? The house next door to them had some gas problem and explodes in the middle of the night. Like, mostly destroys both houses. Somehow, luckily, everyone was out of the house that exploded. And the house, the other house that all the shrapnel went into, luckily, everyone survived. But, like, they're all, like, all six kids are running out to the front lawn. The mom is like screaming, making sure everything's up. And I guess this dude who lived in the other house, who's the drunk, wakes up. His six kids are out on the lawn. And I guess he wakes, he passed out on the couch. He just did something. He goes, and his wife is yelling. He goes, What the fuck is she yelling about now? <laughs> He's just in rubble. <laughs> He's just complaining about her bitching Amazing. while he wakes up in sh- like rubble. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's like memes of that shit online with, uh, with everything's fine, with the whole house yeah. burning in front of him. The old dog. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of this. What could she possibly. <laughs> Oh, man, that is a great story. Now, Sean, you were talking earlier about how camping um, gets involved with some fire devastations, obviously. And when you're you're camping, you're obviously going to be drinking, especially as an adult. What Mm -hmm. is the point if you're not going to be? Um, (laughs) Every year uh, in Chicago, I remember comics, there was was an annual thing of uh, this canoe trip they would do. Yeah. Steve O'Harvey and uh, Mark Gear are all based around it. Yeah. it started off with a day trip early on, and as the years progressed, it went to like a two or three over like overnighter camping. You know, set up the tent, the whole mm-hmm. deal. Um, we'll go up to some place <clears throat> up in Wisconsin, canoe to river, whatever. Set up an island, and it's uh, it was always always some kind of disaster every year uh, <laughs> because uh, what it's camping because it's comics in it's, nature, right? Comics in nature. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one year actually. Uh, um. I think I love Darren, Darren Bodecker, 
who also was uh, he's one of the leaders of this trip. He's like an outdoorsy ex army guy. You know, he's very into the old outdoor stuff. I think he had to he had to uh, cut Crocious off from being you invite. Like he would invite Crocious, you know, and he used to tell him not listen. It's a canoe trip. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> I have to tell you that right now before we keep going further. You, you just have to accept that. <laughs> and he's right, but also things would definitely go completely wrong. Like I remember like one time there was a wreckage where every everyone's canoe tipped over and like there was just like you know the coolers are empty and like and like the keys to the van was floating by. And it just happened. To, like, like if we didn't see that, this would have been dude. I've been on so many canoe trips and we would always follow. I mean, it was always a drinking thing. We would always follow. And yeah. I remember like going on like a professional um like tour once and i'm like yeah. what do we do if uh the canoe tips over he's like i've been doing this 35 years i've never seen a canoe tip over i'm like what <laughs> I know. I'm like it always happens to me <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's usually because cause there's no good communication you have to partner up with the canoes you know and everyone one guy's going left one guy's going right and there's a lot of um panic or whatever but anyway so we went you know, one year and then finally uh, me and aaron went she was excited for it and i had to tell her like listen <laughs> these this isn't your regular iowa summer camp canoeing people you know or people are uh, orderly whatever well yeah and she's probably excited because you're doing some you know most of the things that we're pitching to our wives back then <laughs> involve bars and drinkings right. and it's like oh it's this nice summery Great outdoor activity, activity. something yeah exactly and mm-hmm. um so she was excited. We had to get up. We had to get, uh, I remember, I think the meetup was very early because you had to drive up there. It's a long drive, obviously, from Chicago to wherever we're going there in Wisconsin. So I think the meeting might have been like around 5 o'clock at some you know parking lot, like a Kmart parking okay. lot or something like that. And uh, we went out the night before, obviously. <laughs> so among further warning, it got to the hours like, well, at this point, we might as well just, you know, you got to stay up kind of. Kind of, yeah, of course. That kind the of last thing, the, the worst thing you could do is go to sleep at this right. point. And then we do. We catch that one hour or something. So uh, obviously we, we blow through all the alarms and the whole meetups. Uh, I wake up. I wake up to uh, certain things. <laughs> one is just there waking me up goes with screaming the time of what a tire was <laughs> it's seven twenty six or whatever like the exact time in it like that's all I, you get here screamed at <laughs> over here oh god <laughs> i love that's one of my favorite greetings in the world is when you're just given the current right. time because yeah. it's always by somebody so pissed like you're right. three hours late for this important work project exactly. or something and you just go through the doors and they're like it's 428 yeah. <laughs> and they've and you can tell they've already had time to assess it and panic and what the, the replicate ramifications are for that you're just being awoke whoa okay all right seven o'clock sounds good oh wait that's right that's the that's not a good time for us <laughs> look at the phone there's uh you know 10 missed calls 19 missed and, calls yeah, exactly, okay hey stuff. we're gonna have to leave pretty soon i can wait five more minutes I, the, okay exactly. buddy we gotta go <laughs> the de-escalate the, the text messages from uh different ds like you like you said when you uh when you land like on a plane and you turn your phone on and you get all the texts like in yeah. reverse yeah, order yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> are you okay just yeah. tell me you're alive that kind of, you know what all right <laughs> we've assessed <laughs> We're just gonna go. We can't do. We can't wait anymore. That's we're it. Just, we're pulling the yeah. plug. But it starts yeah. off nice. Hey, buddy. We're uh, make sure you got the right lot here. We're in the back. Uh, there's no one else here, so <laughs> can't miss us. We're the only van under the I, only light I, here. I love these people because you know these people the whole time. We're like, 
CJ's going to fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> CJ's not actually going to be able to get here at 7 a.m. All right. <laughs> God damn it. I knew he would yeah. internally. They're like, I knew he would do this. So, it ta- they, they, so they take off. And then, uh, so we got the panic here. And like, no, I don't want to miss this. This is the one fun thing. I'm like, we're not going to miss. T- trust me. We're not, not going to miss anything. I go, like, F five was that was just early preparation time. They 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 wrote they built that in because they knew we were gonna be late. You know we'll meet we'll meet. I'm like, I think I promise we'll be up there in Wisconsin before they even get there. Trust me. <laughs> we're but we're gonna have to head directly there. So <laughs> we get in our car, bad out of hell style, and we're gonna drive because they all have a van. Of course, they rented for the whole yeah. thing. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll just meet them up there. You know. Yep. And. uh we drove. We did not beat them to Wisconsin. They were already up. They were already set up. But they. But the, we did make communication. I uh, think that you know that you know we're going to try to make it or whatever. And so okay. they, they we're going to try and find you on this river. Exactly. <laughs> find a river. And then. Um, so we get to, so we get there. And there there were two. There was a canoe waiting for us. When the guy like up, oh, we told we we were told you would be coming here. You know, <laughs> whatever that that we should be waiting for you. Like the guy, you know, the kid that works there for the summer. And I'm like, how? Where'd they go? I'm like, they're, they're, so, he actually told me, he's like, they're not gonna make it far. Trust me. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> because the way they did <laughs> they did map it out, and he, that was his assessment of these comics. He's like, they're not, you know, they're not. Uh, they're not. They're not nine miles up the fucking river. They don't have their sea legs. <laughs> exactly. He's like they look. They look just as bad as you guys do right now. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, I will, and I will say the way that it was mapped out, it was like you know, like an hour maybe. Of I, I do love when they give you instruct. Like I love the way those guys give you instructions. You know who like mm-hmm. live on water and they're de- like right. we. Jess and I uh, rented um, a kayak, a two person kayak, when we were in Boston. Yeah. And the, the guy uh, was hilarious because he's like, okay, look, uh, everything that you see, because the river just looked populated. It was the Charles sure. River. I mean, it, yes. it's yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. you see out there, they don't know what they're doing. They all just <laughs> rented it, and they're all going to kill you. <laughs> so just get out of everyone's way. Nobody right. knows what they're doing. And then he just pushes us off. He was like, nobody knows what they're doing, and he pushes us off. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we got, and we start we start paddling up, and we saw them. They weren't too far up. We we just missed them okay. up there, and uh, that was a great way to come up on them. We so we literally just paddled up to them. Hey, you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys got out there pretty early this morning, huh? Whatever. Like we just we showed up, getting ready for a two day excursion. So we we met them there. And that was great. Then we get to uh, this island. They rented, uh, not rented out, scouted out where we camped. So we got that. So that's how we started off. And then we um, basically did half the day is just setting up the tents, you know, doing the whole thing, mm-hmm. unloading. Everything's unloading and loading these fucking yep. trips. You know, the trips. It's all <clears throat> basically it is. So we helped out with all that. Obviously. So we set everything up. Um, Bodecker made this big pot of mushroom tea. That was the thing. We had we had drank it. We had beers and mushroom tea. Basically, was the was the uh, drug of choice for camping, and then a huge campfire and grilling and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's where the fire and came in. And the mushroom tea. Some people took. So, so it was funny. It was funny about this mushroom tea. Um, you drink it and it's, it's it's normal and it didn't really affect any of us except for one person. <laughs> like it affected us. I mean, it affected us, but it affected us more like like smoking weed or something. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't sure. It wasn't nuts. You know? Just a silly little yeah, buzz. Exactly. Yeah, people were laughing more. It's about it. You know, it was fun. I'm not yeah. saying it wasn't fun, but it wasn't anything. Yeah. it wasn't anything intense except yeah. for except for. <laughs> 
is one comic, Sean White, who uh, yeah. lives out here in L.A. That we all know. Good guy. Uh, yeah, he was, he's the best. He was. It was a first timer for him, and I know he was. I remember he was very new to the whole group and scene at that point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he, so it was a bounce of that of nerves and like uh, you know <laughs> wanting to fit in or whatever. But I guess he went hard on it or something. But next, you know, it's feeling it's affecting him like he's like you know the Lizard King, like he's Jim Morrison or something. You know, his face. He's he's painting his face like a Native American. You know, he's shirtless, whatever. Um, but it's one of the funniest things we ever saw. Uh, so there's a huge fire, and then at one point we we realized if you throw um, that coffee mate, like that stimulant on it, it, it'll make the blue it'll make the blue flame come up, and the fire will combine. You know, it's in a uh, okay, expel or whatever. Um, so we had a whole box of that, so we just tossed it in there for fun stuff. And at one point, so he's got face paint on his on his face. <laughs> He's got this blanket, like, wrapped like a cape, like, around him, you know, and, like, this big, like, hood thing over. <laughs> and he's just saying all these weird things. Okay, now he's, sta- he's standing right by the fire, and he's got the coffee mate thing on it. And he goes, look at me. He goes, I'm a wizard. And he puts a, he goes, a, he does, like, this whole handful of it on there, which was, like, the equivalent of lighter fluid onto, like, a uh, thing. But, and this fire, it rose up from a campfire to, it rose up. Like a like twenty feet high, like a wave, and it was coming right just for him. And he goes, "It was a perfect time." He goes, "I'm a wizard," and then a flame comes up. And he, he screams and like runs and like jumps towards the side, like like an action movie. Jumps and the fire like just misses him and pull and it gets pulled right back to normal size. <laughs> it was amazing for him going like hi to like I'm trying to trying to make some jokes to like I'm going to die by fire right now. It was all within. Three second span, <laughs> like it happened instantly. It was absolutely, uh, it was absolutely, it was absolutely incredible. That whole camping trip, the whole camping trips were, um, like, I didn't said, you guys? Dis- uh, you set off fireworks on that uh, too. We bring, up, we bring up a lot of things. We, a lot of, like we said, a lot of unloading and unloading and fireworks. Darren Bodecker loved the fireworks. Uh, our army guy, he loves. He's one of those. He's one of those like pyro guys. You could tell. Um, he. Yeah, he's. I should say, besides Eric White, he he also hit a lot of the tea, but you know it's natural to him. But he was, but um, it did make him a bit absent-minded. And like, when I mean absent-minded, I mean like parts of his thoughts were just missing, <laughs> like literally, like just escapes. He's a very smart guy, but he also like not trust me. So we break out the fireworks. Right, we were waiting for that at the night. Well, we can't wait to set up fireworks. You know. He goes, but first we have to have a safety class. You know, he's going to be the safety instructor. We're like, okay. So there's like ten of us, whatever. We're all sitting on a log, and he's and he's in front of us, back to the fire. <laughs> like his back is right to the fire. He's like, and he's okay. Like he's doing like a real. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a Jim Carrey fire marshal Bill skit almost for me. Let me cut it. But he's instructing us because like he kind of knows what he's talking about, but then he says something, you're like, whoa, that doesn't that doesn't sound right at all, you know? <laughs> and <then> like. <laughs> <laughs> so he was explaining first. He was explaining like Roman candles, but he was explaining it wrong. He's like, now just because now the wick, you would you think the <laughs> he's like the wick is it comes out on the other end. So you would think it would explode there, but it doesn't. So you point that towards you, and it shoots out the other end. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, that's that's not right. Like it, it shoots out where the fire is, and he looks at it. Oh, okay, you're right. Okay, point that away from your heart. What you want to do? <laughs> Okay, that's it. You're no longer the safety instructor. It's like, easy mistake. Easy mistake. Like he had, and he easy had everyone mistake. like lined up, and it's like pointing at their heart. Easy mistake. <laughs> that 
that would be great to just, yeah. for all of you guys to just shoot projectiles straight into your <laughs> your right. chests. I would love to see him see that. Just ten people shoot a firework simultaneously into their chest based off his instructions. It's so funny. And then those those trips always ended with because uh, it was the one. As soon as you got there, we rode for a little bit. Then we, it's all setting up. You know, the drinking, the mushrooms, the heating, whatever. Then the next day, it's all breaking it down. And then we'd row. Oh, yeah. And then we'd row for like 15 miles. The next thing, we did nothing on day one. And then have to take home. And terribly hungover. Oh, yeah, man. I hate camping. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I, I was just in a fireworks store, awesome highway in oh. random Michigan town. My son sure. lo- loves to yeah. buy fireworks. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> Their names are hilarious, dude. Like for the big mortars and all that. Right. Like you go over there and uh, <laughs> like some of them make sense. It'll be like, you know, the Patriot or, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like a missile. But then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, War Eagle. <laughs> yeah. And then some of them are just, I don't know, supposed to sound sk- One of them was mobbed up. <laughs> no. Another one was crime scene. Just crime scene. It had dead bodies on it. <laughs> Mutilation, self mutilation. <laughs> but yeah, like some of them are like, are these monster truck names or something? Yeah. Like it's so funny because it's just that aggressive, like like you were saying, a grave digger and a widow maker. <laughs> I always like Fourth of July, like um, the fireworks, obviously. And then there's like the one guy who's trying to name, like, who knows the names of them, you know? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> that's the escalator. That's the gravitron escalator. Like people that know the names of fireworks, I say definitely have a favorite wrestler. They're the same kind of people. <laughs> It's a weird subculture because I didn't realize until my son got into it, like the little mm-hmm. things are like dirt cheap and it's always yeah. like buy three, get five free or right. something like that. But like those big ones are pretty expensive. Like those people who go oh, yeah, and have sure. like their, like they, they must be dropping like five grand on fireworks for some yeah. of these uh, and there's like trade shows. There's trade shows for them, but they're also underground because they're not exactly all completely legal. You know, it's kind of like pitch, yeah. it's, it's like tent church gypsies and shit like that. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, this is def- Do you remember an interesting culture? This had to be a huge story out by you guys, but remember when um, the LAPD raided a house where the dude had illegal fireworks, and then mm-hmm. they decided they were going to test out their new bomb truck and destroy them all in there, and they blew up the bomb truck and like right. devastated a whole city block, and then it was it was realized they. <laughs> These these people who are supposed to be bomb diffusion experts right. didn't weigh how much explosives they were putting in. They just put it all in there. And they just set it off. And like, I, I guess the so inside this this truck was like this like almost like giant um, like metal sphere, and that's yeah. what you detonated in. But it's only rated for like thirty pounds of explosives, and they put some like seven hundred pounds or something. Right. Like just, it's like, what are you going to do? We didn't know. It's like, what? You're in charge of bombs. Like, how do you not, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it was downtown. That was, that was amazing. I love any time a fireworks store gets, like, exploded or whatever. Like, and they, there's, like, like, firework mistakes are bad, obviously, individually. That's what it's named for. You know, people blow them off their fingers. But, like, anytime, like, a, like when a town accidentally goes off all at once, you know. And it's just, oh, like, yeah. There's a great video <laughs> of that. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Or the factory, of course. Nothing to see here. Yeah. It's hilarious. Firework, uh, I mean, you know, doctors always warn how unsafe it is, but they are funny. Firework mishaps are legit funny. Like, like, oh, and just like absolutely. the sound, I mean, the background sound is hilarious, you know. Yeah. 
Sometimes, and this is my theory with the submarine story that just happened, the comedy trumps the actual trash. You know, like, 100%. people are like, oh, you're rooting for people dying. Yeah, they're dying, but they're dying in a funny way. You know, I mean, what can we say? What can <laughs> I say? People die all the time. Yeah. yeah, people die all the time. It's a submarine, Titanic. It's hilarious, you know. Fireworks, yes, it's awful that someone lost an eye, but, I mean, come on. Look at the... The sparkler twirling, <laughs> the, the, the face and the noises it makes. It was for a kid party. Um, speak. Uh, the other uh, a real quick name I wanted to get to that I thought was hilarious is there was one of the mortars was a September 11th thing that said yeah. never forget. <laughs> I just love that being a firework, a I September 11th fire- firework. Sub- <laughs> <laughs> it had the That's- twin towers on it. That's amazing. You set up a firework and then another firework interjects it and <laughs> shoots right into it and explodes it both. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. how it operates in practice, but yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah maybe not fire for uh, or explosion in general for 9-11 yeah. as a tribute. <laughs> Let's keep that on the ground. All right, so that should do it for today's Blackout Diaries. We want to thank Tommy McNamara again for his... Uh, yes. story and interview. Uh, check out his podcast, uh, Stand By Your Band. Yes. What you did, CJ? Recently. What do you guys? Speaking of podcasts, what do you got going on? Uh, well, I do the bottom line bombs on the Sports Game Podcast Network, the Man in the Box. Um, going strong. These are the dog days of summer, you know. Yeah. These uh, these uh, baseball ones, and then, uh, but uh, no, it's going it's going good. Other than that, um, just so subscribe and follow this one and that one and all of them. Um, what did you do? Uh, uh, stand by your band. You did terrestrial radio. Is that what you said? Terrestrial you radio. I defended. I like that. As a better listening experience than online, like on-demand uh, sure. radio, even satellite radio, I I agree because then it's it's too genre based. You know, I don't I don't mm-hmm. want to have to make the think and and I hate when someone else plays music for you too. Like cause so now they have to be the DJ and you have now you have a judgment going on. You know, you have to act <laughs> like it's great. How good is this? Now there's too much pressure on that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want the music being the the, net, the lead story of the <laughs> of the car ride. You know, it's yeah. just, it should be background. I, there's so, there's certain things about it I just miss. Like one of the things about on-demand radio mm-hmm. is it's all just uh, streaming together into this timeless. We play it when you need it, you know, at any point in time. And one of the things I'm thinking about this right now because, uh, you know, after we stop this, it'll be like pretty much quitting time at my day job, and I'm going yes. to an event. And what I always loved about every FM radio station in Cleveland was Friday around this time they felt. They had a responsibility to start the weekend officially for all the listeners, and they would start with like these theme songs yeah. and be like, "Working for the weekend, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Friday, Friday, you <laughs> right. know." And, and then they would always have like some guy in a weird, like scary FM radio voice, like spit in your boss's face. You're not going to see him again till Monday. This is your time. It's the weekend. Friday. Friday. <laughs> you don't hear that on online radio. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so check that. Check Sean, Check out the live Blackout Diary show every Friday at the Lincoln yep. Lodge, 8 o'clock, and then places you can't return to. The book, you can still get that anywhere on Amazon now, right? Get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere books are sold online. Perfect. And share our podcast with some friends and leave us a five-star review if yeah, you haven't already done that. Yeah, the five-star review, the algorithm. Although uh, I think Spotify is now allowing reviews. For a while, 
you said you could not because they could care less about your uh, review. They just want to know. Doesn't matter. They just want to know you're a number out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, sometimes it's hard to navigate those things. But anyway, um, so yeah, let's uh, do that, and uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs>